So William R. Patterson joins us on the drive home. It's your trusted source for wealth and business education. Our guest this week, William R. Patterson, award-winning lecturer and national best-selling author. He is a business and finance guru. William Patterson, Chicagoan extraordinaire. We're going to go to William Patterson, and we couldn't have you on on a better day. Losing a home to foreclosure is now almost as common for families as buying a home. But you say this is the best time in 50 years to buy a home or an apartment or an office building. One of the things that I really appreciate that you're doing is you go out into the community and undress the predatory lending industry. Talking about money, economics, finances, with one of the best minds in the business, William Patterson. He is a renowned wealth coach and national best-selling co-author of The Baron's Son. Breakthrough book has been featured in the Forbes Book Club and Black Enterprise Magazine. His website, baronseries.com, is winner of the 2008 Web Awards for Best Speaker, Best Male Author, and Best Wealth Building Site. He is ranked as the number one business motivational speaker. There are some strategies that people can begin to use to profit in this economy, whether you're looking at the stock market, real estate. For people who are knowledgeable, this is the best time ever to buy certain types of assets. Good morning, William Patterson. How you doing, man? I'm doing terrific, child. Thanks for having me on the show. Once oh, again. man, man. I, I have to have you on this show. What is going on with this Fed situation, the president trying to expand some stuff? Let's talk to us about this. You have to break this down, William Patterson. Well, there are a lot of things going on in the economy right now, a lot of different proposals, both both on the Republican side, the Democratic side, and I want people to understand and really have a total picture for what's going on, not just with the political situation, but also with the economy. We're looking at financial, business, and real estate markets, which are presenting converging risks that many business owners and investors have never seen. And former Fed Chairman Alan Greenspan warns that, in retrospect, this financial crisis is likely to be the worst since World War II. So this is giving people a little bit of perspective. You're seeing a lot of big firms out here who are short on capital because of losses, and we've already seen about $200 billion in write-downs by these big firms. Now, just to give you a little bit of perspective, because a lot of people hear a number like $200 billion and they can't relate to it, but over... Or they since, like uh, to, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And since 2007, we've seen about 130,000 job cuts in the finance industry. And Wall Street firms alone have announced more than 34,000 layoffs. Now, that number is close to what we saw when the Internet bubble burst. And in the two years after that, there were about 90,000 jobs lost on Wall Street after that. So this is definitely a very serious situation that's developing on Wall Street right now. To give you a little perspective on how it came about, you have a lot of constant borrowing, lending, and trading among these large institutions. And many of these institutions are paralyzed by fear because you're seeing these companies time and time again come back to report additional losses in their securities portfolios after telling the market that, no, we've cleaned everything up and we're okay, we're, we're steady, we're a company that's ready to move forward, and then they come back and report these additional losses. So you have a lot of firms who don't know what's in their own portfolio, and they're afraid to lend to other banks, these, these other investment banks. And what happens is a lot of this money dries up. So when you have these different financial firms who are unable to borrow money, it creates a fear and it creates a situation where if one bank fails, because they're so interlinked, it could cause cascading failures throughout the world. 
So that's why you're starting to see these different plans come out. And you've seen a short-term plan proposed by the House Financial Services Committee Chair, Barty Frank, and Chris Dodd. That's a plan to help homeowners. And then you have a plan which is being developed by Treasury Secretary Paulson, which is more the Republican side, which is this overhaul of the Fed and really the financial services industry. What is the Fed? William Patterson. That's a, a, a great question. The Fed primarily helps to set monetary policy and interest rates, and they also monitor banks and, and set the overnight lending rates for banks. And we're talking to William Patterson this morning on the New Heaven 1580. He has been ranked as the number one business motivational speaker by Ranking.com. He's a two-time award-winning lecturer, national best-selling author. Uh, he uses his trademark approach, the Barron Solution, to coach, train, motivate business leaders, sales professionals, entrepreneurs, and investors. And he's done a lot of big things with his breakthrough book, The Barron Sun, and he's been featured on over 300 media outlets. He's here with us right now uh, talking about this situation right now at, that, we, that we find ourselves in with, uh, with the, the Bush administration now, uh, looking to uh, advance some, some serious uh, clout with the Fed. That is correct. I'll tell you, a lot of people are saying, well, why should I care? The reason you should care is because a taxpayer-funded intervention to all of these financial troubles. <laughs> so, so you end up paying for this, which is why you should care. <laughs> William Patterson is here with us right now. It is the breakdown, breaking down the issues that are taking place right now and breaking down some of the barriers, too. Right now we're talking to William Patterson, and we're talking this morning about the Fed and uh, what it is and some of the things that are taking place in terms of the expanded powers or the powers that the Fed itself will have over a lot of banks and so forth. What are some things that folks can do to voice their opinions or to at least circumvent some of the things that are taking place? Most of the changes that are being proposed are actually going to be transparent to the average consumer or the individual or investor. A lot of these are things that are happening on the back end, and it's really going to be an issue where you need to protect yourself and try to become as knowledgeable and to do as well as you can with your own investments and to profit from some of these changes as opposed to necessarily trying to stop them. I, I think the ball is, is, is rolling pretty aggressively in both directions, and I think both sides of the table are missing the education piece, particularly toward younger people. I was at the National Community Reinvestment Coalition annual conference about a year ago, and, and let me give people a little background on that. What they're designed to do is to encourage banks to lend to minorities and in disadvantaged areas in order to help them acquire homes and to start businesses and so forth. But I was also asking, where is the, the educational component and the youth component? And the reply was kind of, that's someone else's job. But unless you can create a sustained opportunity for people to profit or a sustained opportunity for people to end up in a home, you, you create this kind of, of crisis, or it leads to this kind of crisis, where you may be lending to who are in situations where they are less creditworthy borrowers. And this also gives an excuse for certain administrations, Or, uh, and I've often heard a lot of Republicans saying, well, it's the fault of these policies where you're encouraging people to lend to minorities and people who are less creditworthy borrowers. So you, you definitely have to educate yourself and also learn to profit from some of these different changes in the administration. William Patterson, he is one of the foremost financial experts in the country and one that we are very happy to have as a friend of this program. This has been a powerful
wonderful show for a lot of people, and you know, I, I do just want them to understand a lot of the, the different things that are going on, particularly around some of these federal changes and what Secretary Paulson is proposing. There are about five major parts to this plan. Okay. The, the first part is to create a mortgage commission that would set new minimum standards for mortgage brokers as well as the unregulated financial institutions that sell mortgages. So one of the big problems was that you had a lot of unlicensed mortgage brokers who were out there promoting these hybrid products that got a lot of subprime borrowers into some very difficult situations. The second part of the plan that Paulson laid out is going to expand the membership of a group called the President's Working Group on Financial Markets. And this is headed by the Treasury Secretary and consists of some top officials from the Federal Reserve, the SEC, and the Commodity Futures Trading Commission. Those are the two parts that are likely to be passed, but the rest, because of a divided Washington, changing administrations, and the struggling financial markets, you probably won't see for several years. The other three parts would consolidate some of the federal agencies that regulate the securities and commodities market. You also have a piece which would move the regulation of the insurance industry to the federal level from the state level. And then you also have the collapsing of the Office of Thrift Supervision which is an oversee of these federally chartered institutions that act like banks into the Office of the Comptroller of the Currency. So you have some consolidation happening, and you have more power being given to the Fed. And a lot of people look at this as though you have an entity which really wasn't doing enough to prevent the financial crisis, and now you're going to give them more power. William Patterson is back with us this morning, uh, really expanding the conversation we had earlier uh, about uh, these ex- expanded, or at least proposed expanded powers of the Fed, and you mentioned the uh, the two parts of this uh, proposal, which probably will see light, as opposed to the other parts, which won't, uh, if if at all, they won't come around until years later. The, the majority of this is really not expected to be adopted during the current administration, Correct. because a plan like this is going to take years to complete. And Treasury Secretary Paulson said that Congress should even consider adopting most of this until after the current housing and credit crisis has ended. So a lot of this has been started, I would say, well over a year ago. But this is something to show that this administration is trying to be reactive. But it's a little far off for a lot of people and also gives the, the Fed a lot of power. I'm sure you worked on a job where you had some person that wasn't doing their job. Oh, no, man. That, no, that <laughs> right. And, and then you go up to them and say, hey, can we hire three or four more of your friends? and put them in there, and and you think productivity is going to go up. You know, it's that kind of situation. Mm. But there is a Democratic plan that's also on the table, which is the Dodd-Frank plan. Right. And that Dodd-Frank plan is to really give the FHA as much as $300 billion in guarantees to help refinance loans for borrowers who are at risk of foreclosure. So this is going to give these banks more of an option to work with people who are in foreclosure. Again, the issue here is that you may have a a situation where taxpayers are ending up bailing out all of these different groups because you have a bailout of farmers, you have a bailout of businesses, you have a bailout of banks, you have a a bailout of, of these homeowners. So Someone's got to pay for this, and all of this is already borrowed money. And who's paying for it? (laughs) 
not not just us. Our, our children are paying for it. That's the other big problem. And, th- and then you have about $10 billion in loans and grants for states to buy back and rehabilitate for, foreclosed homes. So, again, I, I say this because there are two sides of the table, and I want people to realize that there are some solutions and there are ways to profit from this type of environment, but you can't necessarily expect these politicians to save you because, or, or the, the investment banks to save you because they're cutting jobs left and right, and a lot of people are making longer-term decisions which really are going to cost you quite a bit of money. So you're going to have to step up. If you're waiting on Social Security, you're waiting on some of these pensions, a lot of that stuff is drying up. William Patterson talking to us this morning on the New Heaven 1580, breaking down some of the issues right now in terms of money. And he is a man that I uh, first thought of when I saw this story yesterday. I actually heard about it Sunday, and then, of course, it broke on the major newspapers and really was front-page news yesterday all across uh, the world, really. And so we're talking to him this morning about the Fed. William, you know, you talk about future generations paying for some of the situations that are taking place uh, here. Aside from just up and leaving the country, what can folks do to stop from being had? We point out there are a couple of traits, about five traits that we say the barons use to, to profit in down markets. And one is definitely using networking and specialized tools to gauge market sentiment before they make any actions. And this is something that you really aren't seeing a lot of people do is gauging the market sentiment. Because market sentiment is down, but you have a lot of analysts who, again, will never tell you to sell a stock. They'll always give you a more optimistic view of the economy than is out there. The other big trait is that people don't rush into investments with this scarcity, I need to do a deal or need to make a trade type of mentality. You want to get back to the fundamentals, and that's the the third piece, which is doing proper valuations of the market and their holdings to know when each is overvalued. And a lot of people have really just taken on this mentality that markets never correct, and they always expect them to go up, and they only learn how to trade or to profit in one particular direction. But you have to learn how to make money when a market is flat or down. And we do have programs that can show a person how they can leverage over 500 wealth building resources to take advantage of some of these market corrections. Because again, we are seeing risks in major markets. And you saw this run up in the stock market and crash. And then you saw a lot of people transfer that over into the real estate market. So you saw a bubble in the stock market create a bubble in the real estate market. And if you learn how to pick up these foreclosures, these pre-foreclosures, in many parts of the country, going into foreclosure is just as common as buying a home, particularly out in parts mm. of California and Arizona. Wow. There are opportunities for people, but you don't want to wait until you have a situation where you are in foreclosure. But for people who are in foreclosure, I would also suggest taking taking out BarronSeries.com in the resources section because we do have resources that can help you get the counseling that you need and can help those borrowers learn how to, to, to read the restructure and refinance that mortgage. Speaking of housing, Alfonso Jackson uh, resigned yesterday as yes. uh, the secretary of the Housing and Urban Development HUD. What's your take on that? 
situation. Well, that's also an, an interesting piece. Uh, this is another one of, of Bush's guys. Uh, mm -hmm. His ties to Bush go back to the 1980s when they were lived in the same neighborhood in, in Dallas. Mm -hmm. uh, Jackson's about 62. He's the first African-American to serve as uh, president and chief executive of the Dallas Housing Authority. You know, the allegations of, of this cronyism involving HUD contractors, the FBI is looking into some ties between Jackson and the Cronyism in the Bush administration? Come on, man. You must be kidding me. <laughs> That's absurd, uh, man. Well, I never heard anything like that nonsense in all my life. This I is know. April Fool's Day, man. You saying all that stuff to well, make fools? Well, I've, I've always said <laughs> this is a situation that's like where, where the individual is is playing against the dream team. You have all these people teamed up against you. You know, and they're coached by Pat Riley. And you have the average individual or investor at the other end of the court, and they have no coach, they have no team, they have no game plan, and they don't even know the rules of the game. And they're expected to win and compete. So you definitely want to make sure that you do have someone who's helping you, even beyond just those financial advisors. You do want someone who can help you educate yourself so that you can defend against some of these things that are going on. But, you know, the FBI is looking into ties between Jackson and a friend who was paid several hundred thousand dollars by HUD for work as a construction manager in New Orleans after Hurricane Katrina. He's definitely come under fire after refusing to answer some questions about accusations that he improperly directed his staff to steer federal housing contracts to police political allies, you know, whether or not this, this stuff is true or not, you know, these are the allegations, um, you know, I, I, I would certainly hope that they're not true, and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how that begins to play out. Why does that sound just like the Alberto Gonzalez situation, almost, except on, on the housing level? Well, you know, it, this administration has been hit with a lot of problems, and, you know, it's hard enough to have a, a strong economy as it is, but when you tack on a, a war where you see crude oil, uh, crude above $100 a barrel, you mm. see gasoline just yesterday hit a record high of $3.28 compared to $2.65 a year ago. Uh, today, actually, the oil companies will be on Capitol Hill. You have executives from the world's five biggest public oil companies testify before Congress. Yeah. And these guys have received billions of dollars in tax credits as Americans pay record prices at the pump. And, and what are they going to be testifying about? Other changes that can be made are they more or less exploiting the situation. The oh, they wouldn't, they wouldn't do that, will you? Well, you know. I, and, and, you know, companies have a right to make a profit. Don't get yeah, me wrong. Absolutely. But we do need to be moving toward a more green environment and, and alternative fuels and so forth. And, and then you also have the, the farmers who decided that they're going to plant less corn, which can be used as ethanol. Right. And they're going to plant more soybeans to try to uh, avert some other food shortages throughout the world. So it's a lot of volatile conditions, but again, a lot of great ways for people to profit if they learn how to play both the up and the downsides of the market, and they learn where these financial changes are, are taking not just the U.S. economy, but the world economy. Yeah, it's okay for them to make profit, William, but I don't know if three and 400% profit is at the expense of folks not getting paid uh, or the wages that they should. Now, is that, that's not right, though, is it? You're, the, you're an ethical guy now, you know. Well, I, I'll tell you, I mean, there are a lot of problems. You know, every industry, of course, is cyclical and has its ups and downs. Uh, I, I think there's some other issues that led to this run-up in prices. So mm -hmm. I, I don't necessarily fault the, the oil industries as much as I do, you know, some of the administrative changes that Absolutely. led to this and that the... Um, 
the current administration hasn't chosen to tap some of the reserves to drive down some of these prices or, or again, moving to alternative fuels. A lot of times we wait until the crisis hits and say we should have done something different. Mm-hmm. And this applies to the American, the average consumer and investor, as well as the government. Yeah, that's true. No, you, you're absolutely right. And, of course, today some of the independent truckers are, uh, are planning to strike and some of them planning it. So if you're driving in, D- in D.C., because I guess they figure – you know, all this this stuff is taking place in, in D.C., and they are. This is a, re- a direct response, a result of these uh, folk coming to town. And they're gonna they're planning to park on the side of the roads of the Beltway, and then they're also on the shoulders, and then they're also planning to uh, sl- drive very slow below the speed limit. So uh, <laughs> so, so they, they're, they're, they're uh, voicing their displeasure with this diesel going up. You said 328 for just regular, for the unleaded stuff, the diesel's over four, and they, they're not happy about that at all. Uh, you're not going to win the fight against a a, a truck. That's not going to happen. That, that's not going to happen, is it, William? No, I, I don't think so. Uh-huh. I, I definitely love my truckers out there. I, I've had a lot of shows and a lot of loyal fans in the trucking industry. Yeah, I, I, I do too, man. I have a, a cousin who actually owns it. He who is an independent trucker, so and he makes his way up this way a lot. So I don't know if he's participating in this, what's going on today. But, yeah, they make it happen. I mean, they, they bring the products uh, to the stores and whatnot. As, as, as inter- I'm looking around. I got a laptop here. I got about three or four computer screens and a TV screen and this fancy little thing here. I got my flash drive where I, I bring a lot of audio in that I'm about to share a little bit later on this morning and all that. But I tell you what, all that stuff came in because somebody either flew it in or they drove it in. On the, well, actually, they drove it in on the truck at some point because I've never seen too many uh, airplanes up at uh, Best Buy. So, yeah, <laughs> the trucks are the ones that make it happen. And, of course, they're upset with uh, these prices being what they are. But, William, thank you very much again for uh, for being a resource and being uh, available for us to, to reach out to you and, and talk about some of these uh, pertinent issues. I have a feeling that we're going to be talking to you a lot as the economy is continue to, continuing to change. The dollar, they say, is making a somewhat of a, of a bounce back. Um, so we'll definitely have you on more and more to talk more with us uh on the breakdown, and we thank you. Thank you, Todd. And I'd just like to point out, with with every historic crisis, there's also historic opportunities. Mm-hmm. And if people would like to find more about the different ways in which they can profit in the environment, they can always call toll-free 888-90-BARON, or they can visit us online at baronseries.com. That's B-A-R-O-N-S-E-R-I-E-S.com. All right. There he is right there. That's the man himself, William Patterson, joining us, of course, this morning on The Breakdown, a frequent guest, a frequent contributor to The Breakdown. Thank you so much for breaking it down, William. Thank you, Todd. I appreciate it. All right. This is William R. Patterson, wealth coach and national best-selling co-author of The Barron Sun. I hope you found the lessons and insights from this interview enlightening and profitable. I now invite you to complete the information request form in the workshops and coaching section of BarronSeries.com to learn how you can use Barron Wealth Coaching to rapidly achieve your business and financial goals. At BarronSeries.com, we've developed one of the most effective, integrated approaches to building wealth in the world. With expert guidance and over 200 accelerators, Barron Wealth Coaching can help you quadruple the speed at which you reach your business and financial goals over planning yourself and other methods and programs. For more information on Barron Wealth Coaching, visit BarronSeries.com forward slash coaching.htm or call 888-90-BARON. That's toll free, 888-90-B-A-R-O-N.